Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and Alan Watt, Sentinel.eu This is May the 18th, 2007 Tonight I'm going to go into a complicated field of political control which is based on very high modern weaponry weaponry that has been around for a while actually and been tried and tested so that they know that it works at the top developed by the military industrial complex used on large areas of populations where the effects were relayed back to government agencies through doctors' offices, social work departments, police ambulance, so many services which gave the data on human behaviour as it changed while types of pulsed energy was released in directed areas over populations using different frequencies to see what the different mental effects would be on those people's old stuff really which was used at least on a smaller scale back in the 1950s by some of the departments within CIA and MI6 who already had microcircuitry before the public even heard of a transistor for the old circuit boards they had portable ones back then Zygmunt Brzezinski wrote about some of this briefly just touched on it in a book called Between Two Ages in the section entitled The Technotronic Era Technotronics was a term he used it has other names as well biotronics and and others beyond that various branches of science coming together medicine electronics and specialized weapons companies and computers to bring all this into fruition on a larger scale a more predictable scale predictable outcome it was based on what the elite saw as a need to control a world population, really control a world population, control them down to their moods and behavior, and even the ability to give them thoughts directly into their minds, which the person the subject wouldn't be aware was coming from elsewhere. They'd, they'd simply follow what they thought were their own thoughts. The simplest method was to put over a a secondary wave onto a carrier wave of electromagnetic radiation. Especially in the ELF, it's low frequencies which affect human behavior the most because our bodies, every cell in our body has its own frequency, electrical frequency of vibration. Now this was known over a hundred years ago. And all the various nutrients you pick up are picked up and used by certain and different cells in the body according to the frequency. When you get a frequency match, one is absorbed into the other. They both vibrate at the same time. Old, old theories going back through holy books even and written about by the Greek philosophers who often mentioned Pythagoras and the whole art of sympathetic vibration where a stringed instrument placed across the room from another stringed instrument tuned to the same keys or pitch when that pitch was struck on one would eventually cause the other to vibrate and sound this is very similar to this particular science When the human body is 
ill in some way, the frequencies don't match, nutrients are not taken up, that kind of thing. And so therefore by stimulation of the correct frequencies, they can hope to to heal or get over the problem and get the, the cells reprogrammed in a sense. This is what's pushed as they push this kind of technology forward. They always tell you all the health benefits and how wonderful it will be. But remember, they were first created by the military-industrial complex for a system and a hierarchy which wants to depopulate the planet and ultimately control 100% everybody 100% of the time. There are also charlatans put out there who understand or get in on the know of this technology and start shouting about good vibrations and using the new age to mislead them into it and actually wanting it to happen. The tremendous psychological programs underway always to guide the public into mysticism which is a great way to disable their minds from rational thought. The human body responds to very small energies so that little power is needed to operate this kind of high technology. Brzezinski said himself, and to paraphrase basically, Shortly, this technology will be used on whole populations without their being aware of it, without their knowing that their thoughts were not theirs, or their ideas and that which they were compelled to do were not theirs. They would simply obey and be oblivious to it. It's very easy to make them placid or happy or excited or angry, depending on the frequency used. In New World Vistas, which is a report released by United States Air Force Scientific Advisory Board, it says air and space power for the 21st century, ancillary volume, 1996, pages 89 to 90. It is stated right here, one can envision the development of electromagnetic energy sources the output of which can be pulsed, shaped, and focused, that can couple with the human body in a fashion that will allow one to prevent voluntary muscular movements, control emotions, and thus actions, produce sleep, transmit suggestions, interfere with both short-term and long-term memory. Sound familiar, eh? Produce an experience set and delete an experience set. They're talking about deleting memory engrams or inserting them. This is not only possible, it's, it's here. Part of the manipulation of the weather and the spring of the skies has to do with this too because they're using this harp technology type equipment in conjunction with metallic particles to make the atmosphere more conducive as an electromagnetic circuit directly to the targets. And people are all over, except a lot of people talk to me by phone, and I'll find on certain days everyone's tired. And certain days everyone's got thought blocking, where they can't remember simple things. They'll be saying, making a statement and they forget what they're talking about, what they're saying. They'll happen one after the other. The equipment is being used. And from an elite's point of view, since the war is on the populations of the entire planet, as they bring us through the greatest changes, perhaps in history, the complete reorganization of the planet and everything in it, you would use every arsenal, every weapon in your arsenal to make it so. In the spring of 1998, an addition of parameters 
the U.S. Army War College Quarterly Magazine. They put an article out by Timothy L. Thomas called The Mind Has No Firewall. And went on to explain what people could experience in the very near future. It says, A recent Russian military article offered a slightly different slant to the problem, declaring that humanity stands on the brink of a psychotronic war with mind and body as the focus. That article discussed Russian and international attempts to control the psychophysical condition of man and his decision-making processes by the use of VHF generators, that's very high-frequency generators, noiseless cassettes, noiseless cassettes, as they call it, and other technologies. Now, this was meant to influence human behavior and human health, too. In other words, they could attack it. It's easier to attack the human body than to help it, at least for for those at the top. In that article from the Army War College, it continues to describe the aims of these weapons and say that they can confuse or destroy the signals which are going on inside your body that keep you alive and functioning properly. And they put it down to information warfare. Now, who'd have thought that information warfare would actually also mean it's the information passed by minute electric currents in your own body from molecules to subatomic molecules almost to keep you healthy. That's what they've been working on, destroying or and controlling. They can also put a voice right into your head. And they can do it now by using, as it was proven in Finland, by using and targeting a specific individual if they're within reach of a cell tower, cell phone tower, because they can narrow the beam to such a small frequency they can target you as you drive past miles away. To continue with, the mind has no firewall. It goes on to say the the body is capable not only of being deceived, manipulated or misinformed, but also shut down or destroyed, just as any other data processing system. The data the body receives from external sources, such as electromagnetic vortex or acoustic energy waves, or creates through its own electrical or chemical stimuli, can be manipulated or changed just as the data information in any hardware system can be altered. This is all to do with to be used on humans. And what they talk about and they prattle on about is how they could confuse you or overstimulate you so that you would make misjudgments And it could also affect your motor activity, your psychomotor activity, your walking. They could immobilize you. These are weapons which can be used at certain frequencies and energy strengths to either immobilize or kill. It's old Star Trek stuff. If you think the Star Trek authors had great imaginations or used crystal balls, think again, because that was predictive programming. Gene Roddenberry was a member of NASA, he sat in on their, their meetings and he knew about these sciences. He knew where they were going. A good article to read too was put out in The Economist. That was May 2002. The headline was The Future of Mind Control. Well worth reading. They do put it out there as they were just objects to be used while we, as I say, guzzle our information, our entertainment, our sports, and all of the other rubbish they give us. He was occupied thinking, we know what they're saying, but we don't believe them. They'd never do that to us. 
we've been conditioned, you see, to believe that somehow those in higher authorities are special people, more altruistic than even we are, when the opposite is true. The psychopaths climb to the top, and they will do what you would think of as being unthinkable. They have no problems doing that. That's why they get away with it. Some years ago, a booklet appeared out of nowhere, which was called Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars. Whoever did write it, where it was for a joke, or a spoof, or information coupled perhaps with disinformation, or perhaps someone from an inside trying to get something out anonymously, the documents certainly did contain information on what the U.S. military and other militaries across the world were working on with advanced technologies. What has been verified since through different publications, little snippets coming out in magazines, little snippets in newspapers over the years, is that... uh, Great huge panels, international bodies of scientists along with foundations that work alongside them, which again in its pyramidal, and it truly is a pyramid structure, are all predicting the future, what they see coming along the road and how society will alter and adapt or not adapt to the changes because the premise is we must always adapt, man being the most adaptable species on the planet, supposedly. And we certainly do. We adapt to the technology that is presented to us. We adapt very quickly, especially when it's promoted to us, and it becomes even a method for almost survival in a system, such as the electronic age, where computers are almost a necessity. They have to be a necessity, not for a long-term full goal, but as a part-term project to get us used to being all hooked up, basically, before we go towards the next step of virtual reality. Then it'll be very simple to accept a chip in your head. We're being trained to accept, step-by-step, the end product which is already designed. Everything along the way is just another mousetrap to get us further along into the big mousetrap, the goal. In the late 90s, I was working under a truck in a summer. When I saw, it was a really beautiful sunny day, it was like a strobe effect that you see in a nightclub or somewhere, or on stage. And I thought, boy, I've been under this truck too long. I, so I got out, stood up, I felt fine. It was still going on. It seemed to be all around. I went into the house, turned on immediately the radio, and I got, along with the strobe that I could see, I heard this crackling on the radio. So there was a powerful signal coming through the spectrum, the radio frequencies, into the visual arena. I turned on the television, which also was hooked up to an external antenna, and sure enough, that also synced with a flash across the screen with every crack on the radio, which synchronized with the flashes I could see. It's been on for 20 minutes or so. And I talked about it in later shows, And what I found that night was a few people phoned me from different parts of the States and Canada. And I knew they had something to tell me, and I just almost pry out of them what they'd experienced, and they had experienced the same thing. They'd seen the strobe. Some of them explained or or described it as though they'd walked out the door and someone was flashing a camera, those, those multiple flashes that you can have on the modern cameras at their face. Another person was lying on his bed with the window next to him 
and the whole room seemed to flash as a strobe would do. I realized there was a huge test going on. No, it wasn't supernatural. Unless you understand that supernatural is simply beyond the knowledge that the public are given. Magic is simply science which is not explained yet to the public. Well, they have these particular weapons and have had them for years. However, to have hooked up all of this, it had to be arrayed by satellite, I'd imagine, to cover such a vast area. And that can be done in coordination with harp-type technologies, which bounces and concentrates on the ionosphere and bounces down to targeted areas. The harp-type technology exists in different countries, and they can act in sequence and cover a whole continent if need be. But they can also do that with the Star Wars technology with batteries of satellites hooked together electronically. This is actually called photic driving in the higher military establishments. What they'd use is a visible light pulsed, and the frequencies will affect the brain, impacts the brain. Some people within a certain range will have epileptic seizures. Even in simply watching on television with some people with a flicker rate will put them into seizures. And there was a big test went on in Japan a few years ago with one of the video, the uh, games for children when it was released uh, or it was shown on television. Hundreds of children across the country, maybe up to a thousand, suddenly went down with uh, seizures. However, it can be done remotely too. In 1987, out from the, the Attorney General's conference on less than lethal weapons, put out by Sherry Sweetman. This appeared in the document. There is some evidence and a good deal of supposition that sustained extremely low frequency ELF radiation can produce nausea or disorientation. One researcher has subjected animals to ELF electromagnetic radiation through electrode implants and feels that similar results could be produced from afar without electrodes. One participant suggested that ideally one might like to develop the ability to design these electromagnetic fields for specialized use, for instance, to produce sleep or confusion. It is known that sleep can be induced by electrodes in the brain and Russian scientists claim to be able to produce sleep from afar. They now call that electro-sleep. Uh, this is published, you see, this sort of documentation. Now, this is still low level, because whatever is published um, is lower level, still almost within security reach, but in the higher levels, it's, everything is still top secret. So they're always way ahead of whatever is published, and you can be sure that in 1987, they'd already tried all this on human participants, whether they knew it or not. They always test on the public. In the microwave news, May-June issue 1988, this appeared. The U.S. Army has its own product, a radio frequency weapon. In the August 24, 1987 issue of Defense News, John Rosado of Harry Diamond Labs in Adelphi, Maryland, is quoted as saying that the nature of warfare will be completely changed by the use of RF weapons. Rosado also noted that RF radiation could be used over a wide battlefield with phased arrays. Now, phased arrays, really, if you've ever seen the aerial photographs of even the, the, the Alaska harp facility, which is only one of many, those antennas are arranged in such a way it's called phased array. Each one amplifies the other. They work in sequence and amplify each other. You can like put whole bunches of batteries together to get a brighter, a more stronger current. Now, the future they envisage, because they plan the future you see at the top, they don't sit and wait for things to happen. Think tanks, 
and people who paid thousands and multi-thousands of dollars a year, maybe millions, some of them, have to come up with what they see and forecast for the future, the way things are going, and where the elite themselves wish to to go. We know by the constant drumbeat for over a hundred years, and all the books have been churned out from the top, they want to reduce the population in a post-industrial era to a manageable level. Manageable for them. They want a more efficient workforce, a new type of workforce. That's why the tremendous drive towards genetic engineering, it's not to help infertile women or men, it's to create new types of humans. The old man, you might say, at the bottom is obsolete. His time is over, according to the big boys. And the road, really, since the end of the industrial age to where they're going, is the fallout phase where the old system goes, the work is gone, all the factory workers can't suddenly go and learn computers and be geniuses, especially when you don't need so many people on modern computers working them. One operator now can, can do the work of many. They used to be employed in the evening in the computer field 20-odd, 30 years ago. So what do you do with the surplus population uh, who are consuming your, you know, your world? They're consuming it, you see. What do you do? Well, you cull the population. How do you cull it gradually? There are many ways to do it. And of course, the easiest way is simply to make them infertile and wait as they, as they start all dying off eventually, and eventually the last ones go over a, an 80-year period. Or you're always planning the future, let's get them all into habitat areas first, or during the process, where we can manage them more easily and control them, because there will be riots eventually, according to the Ministry of Defence from Britain and the article in The Guardian from a few weeks ago what they foresee for the future. They see mayhem and chaos in the Western Hemisphere and spontaneous riots, etc. Well, what would cause Joe Sixpack and Jane's soap opera to suddenly revolt or protest or whatever? It's because big changes are coming and, and the lifestyle they're used to is to be gradually taken away. Maybe not so gradually, in fact. People think... They never do that. They need the money for the oil. They've got to keep gasoline going. They need cars. If you believe that, you, you, you've swallowed the old story that there's actual competition at the top. If you go into the history to find out how corporations started, corporations and international corporations began publicly, at least in Britain with the British East India Company, which really was an arm of government at the same time. Some of the largest companies in the US in the fields of technology are actually CIA-owned. You don't allow competition at the top. If you did allow competition at the top, you'd lose control of the direction you wish to take society. If, If your competitor came out with some kind of computer, which could outpace anything that you produced and ran on an easy program and was vastly superior. That's why they picked their favourites, their front men like Bill Gates and the CIA decided long ago they needed one system for the world and all the doors open for Bill Gates and he walks through door after door after door and you think it's because of hard work and free enterprise and, and all that. It's nonsense. You don't lose control of power by allowing competition. You'll find the same thing with the big companies that run the ID cards and the companies that are going with the digital angel chip implant. They're all owned by the supra-government at the top and they have access to the advanced technology because They work, or their department, which is the military-industrial complex, is all part of it. They know advanced sciences, but they don't allow competition. 
That's the illusion that the public must believe in, that everything is separate and we're just evolving. Years ago, when they projected the future that they would bring to be, they began preparing for it at all Western government levels, high levels. Cameras started to go in, not just a few here and there, but masses of them. We saw the integration of military technology, advanced technology, and the military industry combining with police forces worldwide. The military establishments sign at the United Nations treaties not to use this kind of technology on other countries or signatory countries, which means anyone who's not in that is fair game. However, for everything that they've banned from use against each other, there's a loophole where they're allowed to use it on their own people. That loophole is not there by accident. That's why Western countries still must use full metal jacket bullets which rip through a person but don't expand so much like a hollow point would do and which gives causes massive hemorrhaging and, and shock, impact shock and damage. But they're allowed to use the hollow points on their own peoples at home. The same goes for these technologies, these so-called lethal to non-lethal weapons. In the old Star Trek series, people thought, whoa, they're so far ahead with their phaser guns and, and stun and stun longer and kill settings. And you see, this is all this technology here I'm talking about today. They didn't have great imaginations at all. The writers of those series were in on, on the, with the high military establishments, giving you predictive programming to accept the stuff that would come down the road. Right down to the silly term non-lethal, which makes you say, well, well, if your cops have it, well, that's not that bad. It's non-lethal. But yeah, it can kill you all right. And they knew this from the beginning. And they call this dual-use technology. Dual-use is for military and and for crowd or people control, public control. In 1994, the Department of Defense Directive Policy for Non-Lethal Weapons from the Office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense, draft July 21st, 1984, had this in it. The term advisory is used above, this is part of the, part of this whole thing, in its broadest sense, including those who are not declared enemies, but who are engaged in activities we wish to stop. They're talking about who it can be used on. They're not declared enemies, but who are engaged in activities we wish to stop. This policy does not preclude legally authorized domestic use of the non-lethal weapons by United States military forces in support of law enforcement. It's very important, that part. So they're projecting the scenarios in the coming future, back in 94, where the military would be working with high-tech weaponry alongside domestic police. It could be used on people who they declare are engaged in activities they wish to stop. Now, speaking out about something would come under that category, an activity they wish to stop. They couldn't get you legally on something or declare you an enemy, at least not publicly. On a secure level, they might. But they can use it on you if you're just in the way or you're being a nuisance. You could be a speech criminal or a thought criminal. And this could be used on you. And you wouldn't know it. You'd just come down with strange illnesses or you'd go crazy. You'd hear voices all day and night in your head. Or you'd have physical ailments and you'd suddenly be anemic. A vast array of things could be caused as your biochemistry goes haywire. Or your brain simply goes off in billions of directions as though you're on a hallucinogenic drugs. And it could permanently disable you physically or mentally or both. 
these things are not discussed in this way, this format, unless they're intended to be used in scenarios which are projected. They're projected because they understand the agenda, the future that's been brought upon us. It's here. Now these reports go on to add that the term non-lethal doesn't necessarily mean that it won't be deadly. It's kind of double-speak Orwellian. And they put it down as collateral damage if it actually kills people. Collateral, you see, you're a, you're a unit of production for labor or tax. For those people who wish to know more, they can really research into what's been allowed out into the public realm through little pieces here and there. There are books out there on the subject. The problem is most of the people who come up with the books are members of the United Nations. And their object really is to get the United Nations to get more power over all of this, which is exactly what the big boys want since the UN fronts for them in the first place. It was set up to be global government, but the government will serve a master, as all governments have in the past. It's a complex world, and what a tangled web they weave. Our heroes on all fronts are always given to us, especially if they become tremendously famous, or they have an awful lot of money backing them. Now, I've been on many shows... As you know, the popular ones have been on the go for years, some of them. And the hosts know that I don't necessarily go along with the format or the take on things as they're happening or even go along with the products that are sold, which are tremendously fear-based products for all possible catastrophes. And... I know many people over the years who've bought into all of this, have bought all the stuff that they're supposed to have for every possible impending disaster, and they're living in fear with all this junk which they'll never use, and stacks and stacks and hordes of stuff to get them through years, if necessary, of, of hardship. It never dawns on them that the kind of catastrophes they're looking at are probably not the ones that will happen. The ones that can be brought on, judging from the big boys themselves, they want us all to start moving towards the cities. And that will be done through the power of the purse, mainly, as they increase gasoline and start upping taxes in rural areas. And all the UN inspectors come in, which they're already doing through treaties in all the countries, to inspect your water, your septic, your building codes, yada yada, until you can't comply anymore, you're bankrupt. You move into the cities, so you can't take all of that stuff you're buying with you. Or another scenario, if they give you, which they can do, floods and earthquakes, etc., you can't cart all that stuff out, tons of stuff you've, you've saved up out with you. And then there's other people too who are terrified of dying by any method where it's old age or anything else. And, and there's some people out there who live on, on capsules from health stores and powders and mixes. They're not living, really. They're emaciated and, and very ill. And they listen to every single show that's out there with every possible cure there is. And there's a new cure every week. And they're always terribly expensive. And I also talked to many of the people who have tried the whole thing or mortgaged their homes to buy all this stuff and and try to cure loved ones who are dying. You have to use your common sense with everything around you because we live in a world of commerce where money rules if you don't have money, you're terrified of all the things, all the negative things which happen. 
you can't just pitch a tent somewhere you're, you'll be kicked off it by some forest ranger or in the Canada or other countries of the Commonwealth the crown agents will do it kick you off the land so you can't go there and live like a, a wild man at least not within the general range of, of where you are now so you're forced into a system which uses nothing but money whatever they want to use for money doesn't matter it really doesn't matter when you buy any other type of commodity you're looking at barter if times got rough gold and silver are always pushed as the alternative what does it matter you see if I have a loaf of bread and you have a gold sovereign I'll tell you how much the gold is worth it's whatever I say I want for that loaf of bread that's the reality of it now people should obviously be prepared for for the smaller emergencies with enough dried food to get them through any bad weather since they're bringing the bad weather on it's all under the Air Force's control now as they admitted themselves in a newspaper article a few years ago when the closest they came to admission was to say they'd shortly own the weather well they do own it you see now and anyone who looks up and sees the skies being sprayed will know that for themselves they can see it every day the people with the bronchial problems, the, the new normal now is for adults to suddenly get allergies of, or, or asthma. Never had it in their lives before, now they suddenly get it, the new normal. And that's what they'll teach the next medical bunch coming out of university, this, the new normal. They won't know the previous normal, you see. That's how you, even they're controlled, they don't know. It's quite easy to control people when you make up the curriculums for every intake and output. They don't know any better. They don't know their science's history or the previous generation's history within the same field. They're easily misled. Just as now it's normal for one and two to have cancer. And that's what they're taught in medical school. They're not taught that, that it wasn't always this way. In ancient times, much was written about tyrants uh, tyrants really wasn't it didn't have the connotations it does today because the people lived under the same kind of rule really no matter what they called their form of government a tyrant was just um, a, a dictator with all powers which is no different from a bunch at the top all working towards the same agenda you, then you had uh, autocracies and aristocracies and even theocracies doesn't matter if it's a group or one person so they simply call the one person one with full power over the public as a tyrant his word was law he went by what he said that day that was law that day and if he changed his mind the next day that was now law whereas the, the, the formal types of governments they introduced gave a semblance of uh, rules of law which um, supposedly they wouldn't change except in the emergency then in came the dictator and it was always under the guise of keeping safety and security going you can't have both you see you either have one or the other and so the greatest trick with all tyrants was to create riots or terrorism blame the public or blame terrorists within the public realm even when they paid the army to do it and then say they take your freedoms away for security reasons it's still used today, hasn't changed for those who wish to look further into the technologies of mind control you can do your own searches there's lots of little snippets being given out over the years one of the talks about it was given or the spiels about it was given through the magazine called The Economist and May issue 2002 it was on the front page it was called The Future of Mind Control 
as you've understood that there are many of these facilities worldwide, the ones that the public have been given information about, such as the one in Alaska, owned by the U.S., uh, the other two owned by the U.S., one is in Norway, one is in Greenland, I believe they have another one in Australia, and no doubt many more, and I believe they also have portable ones. I've seen some setups, odd setups, set up in fields in the past, definitely military-type trailers with all kinds of strange arrays on top of them, so they can move them around. This is all to do with ultimate control, ultimate control of the entire planet. The trick for a long, long time has been to use patriotism and nationalism to further the research and development and to gather the taxes into the development of these weapons. And yet all along, there are so many branches of the covert agencies which are often isolated from each other. It's like a pyramid structure, and the ones at the top serve the establishment. The establishment have always been there, the dominant minority, the ones who hide behind nationalism and patriotism, control the finances, own the wealth, and they are internationalists and always were internationalists. These are the people who own the the biggest shares of all the international companies. These are the people who own and are going for the last vestiges of natural resources worldwide. It's not a new story. It's an old story. We can see that down through the ages, through the kings and queens of Europe. Since the Norman invasion came in to Europe and the subsequent wars between themselves as the different psychopathic families seemed to vie for power. And often England was owned by the same king that would own France and England and and often it would be the other way. The king of France would own and vice versa. People don't know their histories. They don't know that the court of England for a long time spoke French. And so did all the advisors. And down through the ages, even when English crept in, or was modified or updated, they would speak Latin amongst themselves for a while, so the public wouldn't understand them. They always have a separate language to communicate their thoughts and actions to each other. At the end of George Orwell's 1984, he asks O'Brien why they did this, why, when they had everything, why they had to torture people and break people to make everyone accept slavery. And O'Brien told Winston, he said, power. It's impossible for an ordinary person to imagine or try to come close to imagining a total addiction to total power. It's something where the psychopath makes up for. It's like a gap in their brain has been filled by this need. The part that should have humanity and and humanitarian feelings, which they don't have, is filled with this this aberration, this lust for power, and where the end justifies the means, and by any means, to attain it. Our tax monies have been used through a so-called Cold War with the intention of amalgamating the knowledge gained through unlimited financing under war footing where the public don't object because they always tell you they're going to protect you and they've got to get more money to protect you.
always ongoing, con- continuously. There has to be an enemy. And really, they're looking forward to amalgamation of all the scientific knowledge for the total domination of a brave new world. A brave new world where that which was left imperfect, which is man himself, according to the high Freemasonry and occult sciences, will be perfected by the gods who rule the world. It's hidden in every religion and esoteric language. And yet it's still in plain view if you just look over the stuff from every religion. There has never been a time where, and it's by no chance, that people are so entertained in circuses where anything imaginable, even that which you can't imagine, is supplied instantly through cable or satellite television anywhere in the world. Every part of a fantasia, every little part of the mosaic can be supplied instantly to titillate you, uh, mind-bomb you, drive your senses wild in one direction or another. And it's by no chance that it's all been given to the public for the last 30, 40, 50 years and getting worse all the time. Because people must not think as we're going through this phase of it. They must be completely absorbed by trivia and addictions of some form or another. The brave new world of Huxley wasn't his idea. It's a very old plan. And the problem of all ruling elites in all ages has been how to dominate the public and to keep them subdued. For a long time in the scientific age, even in the 1700s, they discussed that the fact that science would eventually be used to do that job. To do that job completely is the goal. Eventually there will be no need for a media. So all the talking heads that have terrified the life out of you with all the drug wars and crimes and uh, coming plagues and yada, 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 because that's what the media's main job is, apart to from filling your head with irrelevances, is to make you afraid until you're scared to walk out your door. And that's why the law enforcement agencies come, military agencies, which are all combined now anyway, love it. It's the stuff they thrive on to expand their their forces and powers. Polls are constantly taken when there's even a shooting in Toronto to see what the public think. And the, the media goes into overdrive. And one of them, when one shooting occurred, and Toronto doesn't have that many, because occasional outbursts through, basically through gang members, on gang members. But one of the polls they took when one person was shot, interviewed people, and I'm sure they selected who they interviewed, at least the ones that they kept to record and play back to the public. And it was mainly elderly women who said they were terrified now to go out the door. They had done it every day of their lives and nothing ever happened, but suddenly they were terrified because the media created an impression everything was so awfully unsafe. Power has has been known to exist by a dominant elite demands enemies to keep you safe. And the impression of enemies everywhere is easily given to the public through media overdrive. We know that the, the, the massive problems caused by drugs were no coincidence whatsoever. The media drove the drug use beginnings in, back in the 60s. The military had already been practicing with it, testing it on members to see how it affected their behavior. Did it make them docile? That's what they were really after. And LSD flooded 
countries, the Western countries, almost instantly. It was all planned that way. The students used to report sacks or garbage bags full of pills being thrown over the walls from limos, over the university walls. And the BBC, that's part of the British government, and all their musical shows, beginning with Top of the Pops and all of this stuff, interviewed people who were absolutely stoned on camera and then giggled about it like, aren't we naughty to encourage the young to get into all this. Then you go back in the old books of the military and the the higher elite of the CIA and they discuss doing that very thing, how to get the public first on drugs and then later on control them electronically. Whistleblowers have come out in the past from special forces and and, and talked about the fact that some of the special forces are working to bring the drugs in. Other ones who don't know about it are working to try and keep them out. The music industry was used to bring in hashish to get that popularized. And one stoned pop star after another was interviewed ad nauseum on television in these silly shows just to get it all going, to make it all the rage, because, as Huxley and others said, the young mimic what they see. I've known various people over the years who have gone round giving talks on what they understood was coming on the world trying to warn people about what was really happening. Some of them burned themselves out doing it. Some became disgusted at the public who would hear them, understand on some level, and then turn back into their their little addictions. Everyone has them. Whether it's switching on the television and zonking out or, or whatever, Everything that's been given for circuses attracts people back in. They want to belong to what seems to be a more safer world because they believe it's been controlled by experts. They want to believe that so badly. And they've heard all the excuses. Well, what can I do? It reminds me of, once again, what Orwell's character Winston said. It's not, so, it's not so much just trying to get through every day pretending to be one of them, one of the, the mind-controlled ones. It says it's trying to hold on to your humanity that's the hardest. And so for those who are still going out there to try and inform people about what's going on and what's shortly to come, what is coming and what's happening, in fact. It's an ongoing process, this. I tell them to try not to blame the public. There are those who will simply never understand because they're beyond help. They can't understand. The control and indoctrination is too complete for them. It's better to take your energy and your knowledge and try and educate those who are asking questions, who are trying by their own to get out of the loop. They know something is wrong. What is human life worth today? How far have we come in 40 years from the dehumanizing process of Abortion to now selling body parts to the highest bidders to euthanasia. See, morals can be given or taken away or replaced. Morals are simply the codes given to a generation at their particular time by an elite. Plato discussed that thousands of years ago. It's the instincts within 
which is your voice of conscience, which tells you really what's right or wrong, no matter who or what expert tries to to build you up, to accept something, to make you do something. Conscience can't be totally destroyed as long as we are still human. How much is life worth today? At one time it was held to be sacred. This little article comes from the Des Moines Sunday Register, Iowa, March 25th, 2007. And it's typical of the, the presentation of the paper and the front page is typical of most papers today. The surrealistic way things are presented with a uh, a picture of some guy clapping at the top, some jock about sports. Then below is about implants, of course, which are going to be help people. Here it's the deaf people giving you a chip implant inside the inner ear. But the bottom of the page tucked away, next to a joke, junk in the trunk joke, is this little article by Thomas Zambito from the New York Daily News. An article reads, the bottom left-hand corner of the page, next to the joke, the cartoon. New York, the pulverized remains of bodies from the World Trade Center disaster site were used by city workers to fill ruts and potholes, a city contractor said in a sworn affidavit filed Friday in Manhattan Federal Court. Eric Beck says debris powders known as fines were put into or put in a post hole filling mixture by crews at the Fresh Kills landfill on Staten Island, New York, where World Trade Center debris was deposited after the September eleventh attacks. I observed the New York City Department of Sanitation taking these fines from the conveyor belts of our machines, loading it on the tractors and using it to pave roads and fill in potholes. Then on page 10a, they have more to do with remains, etc. And here it is with the cartoon next to it. The happy stuff, happy again with a double meaning, because the chip implants are going to be promoted as being good for you, as they promote us into cyborg time. Like science is good, you see. Science is the answer to all ills. And then above it, the, the, above the headlines, at the very top of the page, there's a jock with the, the sports stuff, clapping his hands with a big, odd grin on his face. Surrealism. And the news is presented the same way on television every night to keep the main anchor people there for years and years so that you grew up with them and would father ever lie to you or have an ulterior motive in the way he parrots the news that he's given to tell you as though he'd done it all himself or herself fear alters perception and that's all you get pulverized with with the media is impending disasters, real, fake possible future to keep you on edge and to obey everything in the system is the following song will show from Hamish and myself it's good night and may your God or your gods and some humanitarian ideals go with you this is the CBS Evening News Dan Rather reporting from CBS News headquarters in New York. Good evening. Danger. War. Killer. Fraud. CIA. Mayhem. Crisis. Horrible. Inflation. Military threat. Flaming debris. Fatal heart attack. Stress injuries. Prison disaster. Economic collapse. Dangerous radiation. A tide of violence and human misery. A liar and an unremorseful killer. Communist international smuggling pipeline. Starving victims. And now they die. 
chemical weapons, carpet bomb deaths. Top FBI killed and injured children. Police conspiracy, negative attacks, discipline, sex and drinking binges, dying of a heart attack, dying of breast cancer, dying of a Japanese nuclear bomb, mountains of credit card debt, the mountain of cocaine, tons of cocaine, atomic bomb radiation experiments. Unwitting test subjects, dangerous radiation, marijuana abuse, hooked on drugs. Time for us to bug out. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Sex, drugs, and rock by rape. War criminals, cancer, garbage, murder, caution, terrorist, castigation, police conspiracy, dramatic urban torture, drunk driving, hostage siege, government shutdown, collapses, desperation, despair, deep into debt, criminal, persecuted, semi-automatic handgun, explosive gunman killed a tourist, funeral victims, racist and massive lawsuit, hostage, ethnic war, cancer death rate fleeing for their lives. CIA narcotics operations, hungry, homeless, frustrated terrorists, spoiled, unsanitary, hard-hitting losers, brutal, bizarre, critical bombing, the gang's rule, criminal, anti-government love triangle, deeper and deeper into damage, even death, anti-drug DEA, worldwide ban, time for us to bug out, rock, rock, rock by rape, rock, Rock, rock by rape. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Sex, drugs, and rock by rape. Disgruntled conspirator attack killed. U.S. warplane went down in flames. Crash, gunned down, shooting death, blood drops. Murderer, desperate tragedy. Isn't he dead? Death penalty, ransom note, forbidding, notorious, overwhelming, communist, urban punishment, low ethics, extortion and murder, a plane crash set an entire neighborhood on fire, international smuggling pipeline, make it faster, better, cheaper, health risk, criminal, murdering a man, tough, diplomatic hell on earth, magnetic radiation, fraudulent assassins, mysterious murder, chemical terrorism, military targets, fatal crash, danger. Freak accident, no known survivors. Wild and woolly semi-automatic truck bomb. Emergency anti-fatal shooting rampage. Notorious negative police brutality. Fear the hidden Nazis next door. Marxist rebels, serious murderer. Accidents, problems, punitive damages. Like that negative heart-wrenching controversy. Time for us to bug out. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Rock. Rock, rock by rape. Rock, rock, rock by rape. Sex, drugs, and rock by rape. Bug out, bug out, bug out, bug, bug. And that's part of our world tonight. For the CBS EV News, Dan Rather reporting. Good night, and have a great weekend.